All right, everyone. Hi, how you doing? I'm Sergio from the Dodgeball Podcast. In part two of the British Champs recap, I have with me. Hey guys, my name's. <laughs> okay, ready? Go. Hey guys, my name's April. I'm um, current British champ and dart player for Derby Phantoms. And hi, my name's Jen Allen. I'm co-president of Derby Phantoms and Derby Phantoms captain. Yeah. All right. So as, as you may have heard in my previous episode with Nathan David, um, this time I have two teammates on to recap their perspective on essentially not just the end of the season, uh, which in the women's division was a dogfight throughout, um, but also how they used their fourth place finish as a motivation to ultimately just set the set the UK ablaze and take the title of British champs this year. So before we, before we um, talk about the British champs events, let's talk about how you two felt and maybe as a team, how did it feel going through the season you went through coming back after two years of no dodgeball essentially and finishing the way you guys finish? Like how, how did you, how did you feel at the end of it? And we can start with uh, Jen. I obviously was actually, I think because we were so competitive, like we were doing so well at the first half, I obviously, there was a little bit of deflatedness. But overall, I think at the start of the year, we we only got promoted into Super League um, just before COVID um, mm. struck. So we had like half a season with British Dodgeball and then COVID struck. So I think starting again after two years kind of off, our aim as like a team and as a club was to try and finish like top five. That was the goal. Um, but then we also had uh, a few absences in the team. Gosh, Sorry. how selfish of them. <laughs> you know, having personal lives and having lives outside Dodgeball, you know. Um, you were at my wedding too. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we missed a couple of players throughout the season. Um, and additionally, we had april and kirsty lunn join us for this season so it was mm. really exciting so obviously the team was going to be gelling a bit getting used to it as well as we have some more developing players such as maddie smith and kez tranter again they're still quite young and developing within dodgeball so i kind of thought fifth was quite a nice place to go for and so overall actually i'm really happy to finish fourth in our first real full season of uh national league so, yeah, that's my perspective, I guess. But before we go to April, that's very interesting. So prior to the season getting cut off in 2020, yeah. you were yeah. barely just dipping your toes in the top division. Yeah, yeah. I think – I don't know where we finished. I don't know if it was like – You were sixth, I think. I, I was going to say I feel like sixth. Yeah, so, you were sixth yeah, overall. Yeah, so – and then obviously COVID cut us off, so we didn't get time to see how the rest of the year kind of panned out. Um, mm. But then obviously having over COVID and then having April and Kirsty, that's two really big transfers with lots of experience to bolster our like, club. Um, so, yeah, I just think it was quite an interesting one. And I think overall prior with COVID and everything is that you've got to anticipate changes to people's mentalities as well. So I think, mm. yeah. <laughs> well put. So April, um, Kind of, I mean, it, it, obviously it might be a shared perspective, but in, in this case, take it more of a personal route. 
but also let me know how did you feel coming back after two years going into which is going to be probably the most overused term I'm going to use, but whatever, a dog fight as far as the women's <laughs> super league. Like, um, <laughs> how, how did that, how did that feel considering where you finished? For me? So, cause I was with Nottingham Sheriffs. So we actually won super league, the COVID, the end of the COVID season sort of. So, cause when they cut the season off, we were top, we had, we were undefeated at that point. We were top. Oh, we actually won it that year <laughs> and we were <laughs> national champs from the previous year as well. So for me, I, I was coming off quite a hype anyway. Um, moving into the team, I was like still thirsting for that competitive edge and wanting to push to keep those titles. Like the fact that the, the national champs title has followed me to phantoms is quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah it was just like keeping that hype and trying to push the team I guess to to want to be as high as we could in the national leagues and to keep that competitive because the girls want it like the girls the girls are phenomenal they they want to win they get frustrated when they lose um so yeah it's nice to just keep that competitiveness and an interesting trend so you were part of Nottingham uh, Nottingham Sheriffs which when the season was cut off you pretty much, you know, rightly, wrongly, indifferently, however you want to view it, uh, you won whatever uh, games were left in 2020. And then you switch over to Derby and pretty much retain, in, in your case, retain the British champs. So you're you're the the secret key in this in this uh, variable here. Me and um, Kirsty. Yeah, Kirsty Lone as well. Like, Kirsty's phenomenal as well in terms of a catching and stuff so i think the two of us coming over to phantoms just kind of gave them the boost <laughs> it was like jen said that they needed yeah uh i kind of i kind of liken it to um albeit it didn't happen the first year but the second year when we had lebron james and anthony davis and we won the championship in that bubble um I was happy about that. So we can keep that trend going. I'll be happy. Uh, Lakers really disappointed me this year, but we're not going to talk about it. Um, (laughs) So let's talk about your personal expectations going into the British champs. And we can start with Jen. Um, As pretty much the head of the table, as far as Derby Phantoms go, what was your expectations going into the event? Like, did I mean, obviously you want to win. What, were you, were your expectations still top four in that sense? Or were you just like, you know what? No, screw it. Let's just take it. Let's go for it. So I think for us, I um always having that gold medal mentality. I think you've got to believe it and you've got to have that confidence in yourself and the team. Um, so for me, I wanted to go for gold and I felt that we had our strongest kind of team out there like on on paper that we haven't had all season so in national league like i said we were missing a few members and those members were quite key um power players that we were missing at points and this was like one of our first time i think like all season there's probably been three occasions where we've had like our full set of seven like to eight of us 
um and that was like our first time we had our seven members and then we had selvi who's been playing really well in our second team she came up so to make the eighth position so yes, so they did like re and selvi obviously performed really really well um and so i think having that full strength of that seven and then selvi who's been performing really well within the second team come up i think it made us to have a really good dynamic and so much depth to the team which i think sometimes we've been missing mm. so i think i was like yes we can do this this is a power team like i felt really confident with this and i think as well with us i feel really comfortable and confident in all of our team members and i think everyone just felt really safe playing with each other and i think that's such an important thing is where you look across and you trust and believe in your team and yeah. i think that really helped us to perform yeah um i mean you guys top to bottom you guys have a solid roster and to hear you say this is the first of what three other times that you had your full roster with you considering where you placed at the end of the season that says a lot that says a lot to the strength of each player on that team to where if you were let's say if you were to lose three players on another team how how greatly would that affect our rankings and it looks like for you guys it didn't really i don't want to say it didn't affect it that much but you guys had a lot of depth to where let's say if those three players were there i would make the case that you guys would be top two hands down as the season would end <laughs> it sounds like i struck a chord there with april when i said that um <laughs> but yeah i, I mean I agree, that, huh? I agree with that strongly <laughs> so with that segue, um, let's hear from you, April. What was your, what would, what would be your personal expectation going into British Champs? Um, I've I've always been quite. I've got got. I've always got gold medal mentality, but I'm quite chill. Um, like for me, we got there on the day. I think arguably we had the toughest group because the two teams in our group were, we were all kind of the middle of the table. So it was going to be, our games were probably going to be the closest out of everybody's. Um, whereas I know the other two groups had slightly, not easier games, but games that they could definitely get more sets in. Because mm. um, the way that the, the setup was, it was the top of each group. And then second best was the fourth team that went through. So it was kind of like, if you didn't win your, your group stages, you were out. So... But we went, we went in with a good mentality. We went in with, you know, at the end of the day, girls, we're top nine in the UK, like, so whatever <laughs> happens, we can walk away with that. And yeah, we, we kept posy vibes. So, um, and we just, yeah, like Jen said, we gelled as a team and we just, you could look across the court and have faith in everyone that was there and everyone was performing well and we just absolutely smashed it. So. Something I want to, I want to, I want to touch on when I spoke with Nathan, he said there were 11 teams. You're telling me there were nine or are you saying there were nine uh, women in the women's in the women's there were, was it three, three and three? No, I think there was more English teams. And then there was obviously, cause you normally have the, essentially, I think how it works, please correct me if I'm wrong. Apes is that the team that won British champs automatically qualifies. So that British was sheriffs. Champions. Yeah. And then it's like the top four, I think it's supposed to be, um, from the UK. And then obviously because sheriffs also like, I think it was just some people dropped 
out from like Wales <laughs> and um, yeah, Scotland. It's supposed to be traditionally 12. Available. I think traditionally Look. 12 teams. And then, yeah, we had in the women's, we had quite a few teams drop out. Yeah, mm. there was definitely the Irish teams represented and as did some of the Scottish teams, I think. I don't know. Yeah. I can't remember the groups. You know, when it's just such an excitable blur. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that that That's also something I want to point out. Regardless of wherever you're playing dodgeball at, sometimes when you try to, rick, you know, you know, remember certain things is just, it's an excitable blur. Like you'll remember certain highlights, you might forget some things, but ultimately, especially with what I, I try to do with the recap, and this is just what I'm, me talking to the audience, I try to gather the best possible perspectives of whoever I have on. And if anything, it shows whether I'm playing in the States or in the UK, dodgeball is still dodgeball. And yeah. that excitable blur is still felt <laughs> across yeah every culture every language and i think that's the only time i ever heard it that's the perfect way to explain it i just call it the perfect storm but an excitable blur sounds way more marketable <laughs> overall <laughs> so we'll props to jen for, for throwing that out there and before we touch on um the days the the before we touch on the event itself because essentially it sounds like you guys were in the group of death and we can go over that in a bit how was the last training session like before going to uh, British Champs, and we can flip the script and go with April on this one. Um, it was a really chill session, actually. And Simon, Jenny's other half, Simon's um, been our coach for a lot of the season. And at the last training session, he pulled each one of us aside and just gave us that, like that last bit of feedback of over the season. This is what you've been improving on, and this is where you've been, you know, hitting your best stride and. Just, I think that last last little bit of feedback just before we went into that weekend set of matches was just massive, I think. Mm. Everyone in the team to have almost like a directed thought process on what they should be doing on the day or what they've been smashing out over the season. And um, it especially like for me, like I, I can get quite what we call fishy. I like to reach for the catches that you really shouldn't go for. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Simon and Jen both being in my ear, like, you need to stop going for these reaching catches. And actually on the day, I think I made like four or five, like, in the body catches. And like, I don't think I really went for many, any fishy ones. So before we touch on Jen's uh, perspective, when you said you were proud of her, were you saying you were proud of her as a teammate, as a team manager, or was um... all of the above? All the above, no, no. When like that's that's obviously from a coaching perspective the best thing when someone you give feedback that you believe is going to obviously develop the player and then they take it on board like sponges and absolutely smash it and execute it. So yeah, always proud. So let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, the chemistry you two have is definitely perfect, and I can already. I already, already feel it. Um, so, Jen, um, you you being the, the head of the table as far as Derby Phantoms concerned, how did you feel from your end? How did the last session go? Um, for me, again, like just to echo what April said, I think Simon doing the feedback really helped because he went essentially took each player off like for 10 minutes and kind of said, keep doing this. This is what you're doing really well. Focus on that. And then obviously areas of development and gave us like three 
points to really focus on how he believes would like take us to the next like level within our game and to execute it best for the team um so there was like individual and team which is always really beneficial um and i think like april said everybody just took on their feedback so well because they had time to process and digest it um and then simon developed the session essentially around us um so he was leading our final session where he kind of did some countering and some drills focusing on counting, countering, open play and reactiveness, which we are pretty good at, but sometimes we get a bit hyper. It's <laughs> probably the best way to say it. Um, and then obviously a bit on covering as well. So like we're really good at defending each other, putting their like opposition back and pushing them off each other. Um, and then we just did loads of team games where we just played like, um, with the other members of the club. So we have quite a large club and turnout where we normally have a good like 30 players, but we always wow. play mixed. So we don't, and I think that really helps us as a club that we don't really do too much of like gender split. So obviously it helps to empower us. So if we're like making hits on our first team men or catching them, it's like, yeah. Um, so I think that was really good for us and then what Simon kind of did was tell our opposition we were playing at to like maybe do single ball releases to do double releases on the counter to kind of mimic um, our opposite opposition really so it gave us practice because Simon and I uh, spend a lot a lot of time on YouTube watching um, (laughs) people and doing a lot of analysis analysis we love a good discord analysis we Um, do (laughs) (laughs) so um we spend some time doing that and just like looking through our opposition's games and what they've been doing so he kind of used that to prepare us um for the group games and then kind of again for games that we could potentially get outside of groups so i think with all that that simon did a really good job of kind of empowering us and training us ready for that game so yeah nice um so before we talk about the the turn the the group group of death i want to talk about something that was brought to my attention and i want each of you to define it in your own way japril energy japril energy (laughs) (laughs) and we with that we can start with you april how would you describe japril energy for people who don't know what that is Oh, it's, it's something that's built up over years of friendship, trust, uh, ability, journey that we've been on together. So me and Jen have been playing alongside each other for roughly 10 years. Mm. It's like we're like telepathic now. It can be a small smile or the lift of the eyebrow and I know exactly what she's going to do. And <laughs> like, yeah, the two of us are left on court together. We can turn a game. And we did. We did at British Champs. I think it was a four-on-two or a five-on-two. Yeah, there was a couple of them, I think. Yeah, and we just, we just like, everyone was like, God, you guys just went silent and you just were so in sync. And it's like, yeah, we do that. We do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, describe it. Um, I think just to add on to what April said, I said, I think because we've played for so long together, it's just that, like, un spoken bond is that we know what each other are going to do we know each other's strengths and our er- like limitations as well 
Mm. And we kind of really know our roles. So, for example, if it's April and I like left on court, we've got two balls or one ball. Let's say one ball. Is that like I know if we need a catch, April will probably chuck the ball to me because I know April's a stronger overall catcher than me. And then if it's we need a dodge, April will be on the ball to block, and then I'll dodge it out. And if we have two balls and we're going on the attack, like we just like April said, we just don't even talk. It's like really weird <laughs> that we just know. The level of pressure that we're going to put on and like to mirror each other quite in sync but then we just know like yes i know what she's thinking let's go let's kill <laughs> um, <laughs> and then we take it too far and we mirror each other for the rest of the match apparently <laughs> and then what i'm sorry oh, oh my gosh bit, yeah. there's, a bit of, there's a little bit of footage where we we come i think we come back from a counter and we literally stood on court next to each other mimicking each other like we did, yeah. we both did like the same hair flick, and then we both kind of jog back the same way, and then we both. Yeah, it's really weird to watch. Who has this clip? It's, it's really, on YouTube. Um, yeah, I'll find it. It's really spooky. Um, but I guess <laughs> overall, it's just that I think when people have played with each other for so long, like you have those bonds. Like there's other people within the dodgeball community that I would have say that has like a similar bond, like Brett and Simon Jones, yeah. Amy and Elisa. Like the Simon Robbie at our club, I would say very similar. And it's just that they just trust each other and know what each other's going to do because you just know their play style inside and out. And I think it's so amazing when you have that kind of connection with people. And I think we're definitely getting that with more people in the team. Because I was going to say, like, I think April and I also find Bree, who's on our team, we have very similar synergy with yeah. it sometimes. Because Bree Darcy? Yeah, yeah Bree. Yeah. yeah. She's sick. Uh and I think she like me and Brie play wing together a bit as do April and Brie and I think we get that synergy with each other and I think you just start to develop that over time so yeah so that's what I would say is Jake energy and lots of positivity lots so, yeah. of positive vibes <laughs> all the positive vibes positive vibes yeah positive vibes positive vibes, um, vibes. It, it's just where I would say the best way to describe our team sometimes is like golden retriever energy <laughs> um, yeah. we're just quite a happy team you'll probably see us in the videos like dancing um really hyping each other up like sh really cheering each other um Not paper scissors at the middle of court <laughs> and i think the one that i really think of when i think of that is brie because yeah. there's a video where i did a good play and then brie like absolutely like took me out she just jumped on yeah. me and like grabbed my neck and I was just like what are you doing wait just, what in a positive way she just like hooked her arm around her neck and like jumped on so me so Jen Jen made like the most amazing end of set 1v1 catch and Brie just runs on court to celebrate with her and just close hangers her yeah that's probably the best way to describe it <laughs> I mean you wrapping your, your arm around someone's neck in submissions, we call that a rear naked choke, people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or depending on the angle, we call that a Darce choke. <laughs> a Darcy choke. There we a go. A Darcy choke. There we go. Done. Yeah. It's already been coined. Darcy, um, yeah. I mean, fun fact, there was already a judo choke named after you, and we already coined it right here on the on the podcast. So there you go. Um <laughs> I, I don't know if you'll hear this. I'm sure you will, or you'll be told about it. But yeah, Darth's choke. There we go. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> and 
And also your your, your um, chemistry as far as not you know not being able to not having to talk and just doing what you seemingly do is what I would I made this point before is what I call a hive mind. Uh, you guys are two people, but you're one in this particular moment. Yeah. And the kind of comedic timing that you guys have reminds me of Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan from Rush Hour. Because you guys, because <laughs> yeah. I look at it like this, like you guys, you guys are like, all right, I go that way, you go this way, and then you guys just go take out an entire room, and that's perfect. Um, so in this case, who would be Jackie Chan? Who would be Chris Tucker? I've not watched the totally, film, so that's down I'm to totally April. Chris Tucker. I would say April is probably more Chris Tucker because she's just she's more animated. It seems like, but you, Jen, you're like the silent assassin. She is. I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't, both, I wouldn't say silent, but no, you're. I wouldn't, little, silent. <laughs> I wouldn't say silent. I would say more reserved. She is like Jackie Chan. That is until you get a couple of vodkas down her neck, and then she's not. Oh. <laughs> I'm Chris in April. Love you. <laughs> Uh, before we continue, do you want me to cut that? <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. So we got it. Vodka. There we go. Um, <laughs> so I don't think we touched on it earlier, but we kind of hinted at it. You guys were in the group of death. Uh, who was in your group? Uh, London Storm and then Nottingham Sheriff. Oof. The defending champs and oof. Um, We've had quite a lot of back and forth with them over National League, like all the, all of our games against them. I think I, I haven't actually played the Storm matches. Um, Jen, Jen will probably give, be able to give you a better idea of how they went, but even Sheriffs, our Sheriffs games, although we won, I think we drew 1-1-1. They've, they've been really close all season. Mm. So. so who would you say, and this can, this could probably be different answers for both, um, who would you say was your toughest matchup overall? And we can start with uh, Jen. Overall in the groups or out of groups? No, overall in the day. Uh, Beagles, 100%. Beagles? Think, yeah, uh, Bedford Eagles. Sorry. Oh, I think okay. That's, like, such a, that's such a British thing that we, we combine it, so it's Beagles. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, definitely those, because I think since – being at phantoms i don't think we've beat them like i think we've always been so close or lost out to them just um so for us like i think that was also a really big part that i was really proud of the girls for is having that mental resilience with that so knowing that they've always beaten us um and everyone like again that's why we have the posy vibes is that everyone had that really good mentality really cheering each other on like hyping each other up when we do something good um and being our like cheerleaders in the box with even if we're out and mm. they are definitely our like toughest opponent because they're so drilled so like disciplined on court like and they just they just are such skilled women like they're amazing yeah. And they've like they won national league, didn't they? They won, yeah, they won national league. Um, yeah. Just they're just tactical juggernauts as well. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, like they they are so so drilled and so tact tactical that you, anything you try and throw at them, they just turn it back on you. So it sounds like you have the same answer to that question. Yeah, but I think I think 
Bedford, I think Bedford was our mentally toughest game, absolutely. Um, a lot of the same reasons no, as you just... I think for the team, though, I think we struggled a bit against Sheriffs and <laughs> the groups. <laughs> the it's our first game of the day and we weren't quite we weren't quite awake yet oh okay how early was that game uh what time was it Nine forty-five. Oof. yeah i think it, well that's well i always feel really bad moaning about time because we're normally quite lucky with our travel time but i think for them though is that we as a team we're awful first set, couple of sets yeah we and are. we're never good first game like that's something that we definitely need to improve on as a club. Yeah, that we really <laughs> struggle first game. We just we just need to get our rhythm and get our timing and stuff like that. So yeah, it's good that we have some team therapy going on in the podcast. That's actually really insightful. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> let's talk about team highlights. Um, this could be an opportunity to shout each other out or a player who's not being re- who, who's not on the on the podcast right now. So I'm going to start with Jen. Any cool plays that you saw your team do any cool plays you saw april do anything oh, that really so stands out from the day i'd have to go around all of them that sounds so like bad yeah yeah, yeah. i mean yeah it doesn't have to just be april but just anyone you want to point out or everyone um, you want to point out. um so for me i'd have to go around all of our teammates um so if i start with april because she's here april again was so proud of her like i said early on like for taking these body catches like she tanked so many and again me and april were playing next to each other all day so it was like really good that like for example if i pushed a bit too high which sometimes i do we get a bit excitable um and then to say if i got hit and then we go out i literally got to the box at one point where i just come out because i got hit went to the box turn around april just tanked this absolute clutch catch <laughs> straight back in and as soon as i was like walking onto court turned to like looks because i heard cheering and then by that same time brie had just got a deflect catch where she like threw it ball and then it bounced back so i was like brilliant what a team thanks for all these catches <laughs> um two for the price of one um, <laughs> So, yeah, that was fantastic. And, again, April, from a calling perspective, because April and I were on the calling side, April really kept, like, a clear head in pressure situations, which is so important. Um, and then I'd say Kez, again, being an absolute beast with some power throws at the top of chest, which make a really, like, oomph sound, which I love to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, and I heard then- too. <laughs> they do. She's got some absolute She's power got some in her power. Own. Yeah. And then Maddie, um, again, was doing some really, like, great dodging. She got some important catches and vital moments. So, tanking those. Kirsty Lunn. Oh, my gosh. Absolute hero. Um, was it Storm or was it Sheriffs? I think it might have been Sheriffs, actually. She did two where, in the Sheriffs game. Yeah, where she got these two absolute, like clutch catches where they were the last like 10 seconds of the game and we needed a catch like we were down or even and then she made like this last second pressure catch twice in like two sets one after the other and it was amazing she did so well to turn those games around for us um and then brianna is just literally her toe shots she just burns people's toes off like she just absolutely <laughs> whacks them on the toes and makes the most filthy disgusting um toe shots and i love them and i'm there for it um and then selvi was 
I'm so proud of Selvi. Um, Selvi, like I said, she came up from the seconds and had like joined us within the first team. Obviously, this is quite a high pressure like tournament. And again, I felt like people didn't know Selvi. So we're targeting her quite a lot. Mm. And she was dodging her heart out. She was making the funkiest shapes you've seen. <laughs> I was living for it. Absolutely living for it. Um, and starfishing as well. So like keep, uh, what's the word? Trapping. Trapping the balls when they were against the wall. So like to keep us, to help us with ball possession. And Wait, then, you said starfishing? I, I just call it starfishing. Like where you what? just, you know, like you do a dodge and then you do like, a star jump kind of esque thing, but on the floor to keep balls to retain them. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, we call that a sweep. Sweeping, trapping. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, friend. Yeah, okay. I was just um, like, what the hell is she talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so Selby was really good at doing a dodge, then straight away going into that movement. So she helped us retain loads of balls, which was fab because we are we are always good with balls, like for the ball possession to get the hits. Mm. Um, and then the last kind of people I said was G. Jintare is just a beast. She made some really good catches, again, in pressured situations with like multi balls coming at her. Um, and again, I just am in awe of her sheer athletic. Like, she is so graceful when she dodges and when she's she a gazelle. She's a gazelle. She is literally a gazelle. She'll like leap over the balls looking so elegant, and I'm so jealous of her. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah I think that's everyone and yeah I'm just super proud of them like and like I said they took on all of the feedback that Simon kind of developed and executed it perfectly so yeah very uh, happy captain <laughs> very happy ca- uh Simon what's his last name tapping tapping okay because I, I like yeah I just, I just want to get that out there for clarification I'm like I'm like who which Simon I know like 20 different out there um i'm sure the audience probably know 20 di- probably more than that so simon tapping uh it looks like you're the real mvp for the women's squad thank you um what about you uh april well i mean yeah, it seems like, like you shouted out the whole team like a mother would her kids so if there's literally anything- everything everything <laughs> like the girls the girls are phenomenal on the day like we literally like you said hive mind um but yeah shout out for jen some absolute disgusting catches on the day, mate. So <laughs> that, that, that one-on-one bum catch set and some beautiful headshots as well that we've got on camera. Oh, nice. I definitely like to see a good headshot every now and then. Oh, um, Jen got a fantastic headshot. It was beautiful. So, we... uh, But yeah, just, just for being a fantastic captain all season as well and constantly keeping the girls going. So yeah, that on top of just all the girls being amazing. We, we smashed it. It's, it's been a fantastic first season for me at Phantoms. So bring on next year. Nice. Uh, who did you guys play in the finals? Uh, it, was De- it was Bedford, wasn't it? Bedford Eagles in the finals. Yeah. Oh. And how was that? Was it? Would you say easier or was it about the same as it was when you played them earlier in the day? Uh, so we didn't actually have them earlier on. So we had we had Storm and Sheriffs. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I, I, Storm and Sheriffs. Got it. No, yeah, I, I so Bedford... That. Who did Bedford have in their group? Did they have the Lemon Lemonton Spartans group or were they Valkyries group? I think they were Valkyries and Rangers. Valkyries and Rangers group. So they chatting to them initially, um, we chatted to a couple of their players. They they weren't actually sure if they were gonna top their group. Um 
they obviously they wanted to. They have complete gold gold medal mentality as well. So, um, but yeah, I mean, all the groups, all the groups across the board were really, really tough. But I think the other two groups were battling it out for best second. Whereas mm. our group kind of just accepted that whoever like won both games would be going through, and the other two would be out because the sets would be so close that we didn't think that there would be. Uh, a goal difference, if that makes sense, for best yeah. and it ended up actually being it did end up actually being Mundan Storm from our group got best second <laughs> <laughs> because both of the other groups ended up with too much of a negative, I think. Uh, which is which is very interesting considering how the season played out. If you put everyone in a winner take all type situation, how it plays out differently versus how it played out over what the course of six months in that yeah. season. Yeah. Really interesting. So I want you to, and we're going to start with you, actually, April. Um, I want you to describe the moment. And this is more personal. I'm not asking you to talk for the team. I'm asking you talking for you. The final whistle blows. You don't have the medals yet, but you know the result. You didn't take that championship picture yet, but you know the result. The ref blows a whistle. The team storms the court. You won. How do you feel? Oh, it was it was even before the final whistle. <laughs> you already like, knew. We were, those last two sets, we were just playing out the time. We knew we'd won at that point. We were just literally just running down the clock. We were already buzzing. Like you could feel it on court, like the pressure, just the buzz of the fact that we knew that this was it. Geez, that whistle goes, that's it, it's official. Um but yeah, like it was, it was a proud moment for me. But also, like, it was nice justification. Like having moved teams and then coming into a new team, having still got the national championship again. It was, it was kind of that. You know, I am a good dodgeball player. I do bring something to the team. It was a nice moment for me personally. Mm. So, yeah, it was good. good. And what about you, Jen? You hear that final whistle? Maybe you realize it sooner than she did. Maybe not. When that result hits and the clock hits zero zero, how was it like? Absolutely buzzing. I was, <laughs> I was buzzing. Um, like April said, is that we kind of figured out that we had a certain amount of time. And again, from the position that I play in, I play in like the cooler. So sure. for me, um, I think I was absolutely buzzing. I was so ecstatic and jumping around like a crazy person with the team. Um, we all did that. But from the self-reflection, like April said, is that I was in the calling position. So I kind of knew that we just need to see time out. But again, I, it's one of those things where you don't want the team to get cocky and overconfident. So right. you've got to keep that composure and that mental resilience and still play like it, it's every set like in it. But then once I heard that whistle, like the amount of relief, like I was watching the video back with again, Discord times where we just watch everything. Um, <laughs> and you actually see the team like not react for like a good five, six seconds. Like, I think everyone's in a bit disbelief, like, wow, this has just happened. <laughs> um, so I think it took everyone that time to digest it internally. Like, oh my goodness, we've done this. And then you see about six, Six seconds later, everyone just like jump on each other, like hopping mm -hmm. around crazy, screaming, giving each other massive hugs. So yeah, it was just a massive proud moment from 
me as a player, as a captain, and seeing the progression of our club to be British champions. Like, wow, so proud. <laughs> I always yeah. find the women the women are a little bit more humble than the men as well. Like the men tend to cheer as soon as they win. Whereas I think for us, like we went and shook hands with Bedford first and then celebrated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was told so somebody recorded this. This wasn't streamed by British Dodgeballs, but somebody recorded this. The footage is out there somewhere. Yeah. Um Simon gave me the GoPro. Um, as everyone on our team knows, I'm awful with remembering to turn the GoPro on. And I hate having responsibility of the GoPro. Um, but we actually did record it. Um, so the Beagles games is recorded. It's just on Simon's computer. And I think he's just trying to upload it soon. So it will be shared for everyone. <laughs> Sweet. I, I was about to say, because um, when I spoke with Nathan um, yesterday, uh, or in part one for the people listening, uh, he told me nobody recorded or rather there was like, at least to his perspective, nobody recorded the games. Yeah, um, but Alex, it's, it's, good, it's good yeah, to hear Alex, that like something's out there. Yeah. Alex Such is usually the streamer for British dodgeball. Um, sadly, he wasn't, he wasn't at this event. I don't know where he was, mm. uh, but he wasn't at the, this event. And because nobody like stepped forward to help with the streaming, they just didn't stream it. Mm. Um, but I think Manchester bees as well have got footage. London Storm normally have footage too. London Storm like, normally have some footage too, so... Yeah, well, some clubs they upload it. GoPros and would just take... We try as a club and take our GoPro everywhere to have footage because it's, number one, really good for us to analyse our personal performance, but otherwise team performance and good to just promote the sport as well. So, yeah. Simon, Simon is an analytical god as well. Like, he, put, <laughs> he is. He is. <laughs> literally worked out like somebody's hit percentage over a game and their catch rate and yeah it's, it's phenomenal it. statistics to look at as a player but also to look at across the team it's absolute phenomenal statistics so simon tapping sounds like my type of dude right there uh we, <laughs> we can nerd out on that all day i don't know if he can hear me in the background but you're the real mvp bro i said it once i'll say it again um <laughs> You can crank up the speaker, Jen. You can let him hear it. No, I said that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, now that the event is over and essentially the dodgeball calendar is over, barring Euros and Worlds, um, what would you say your overall perspective of this past year has been now that you guys have been back overall league and, and British champs? We could start with you, Jen. Um, for me, I'm sorry, Sergio. I've absolutely fluffed it. Uh, what do you mean by that? Sorry. No, what I mean by that is like, as a captain, like how would you feel like your perspective? Uh, how how would you feel the performance of your team has been throughout the entire year, with league finishing fourth place, finishing top of the UK table in, in British champs? Like, how do you feel overall, um, as a, as a captain of the performance of your team this past year? Fab. Um, for me, I think. I've been really proud. Like I said at the start, um, we've not had our full strength team. Um, and like you highlighted as well, like to do as well as we did at not full capacity, I think it's super exciting. And mm. to end on such a fantastic high of British champs, like that's amazing. That's just put like all the hard work that we've put in. So we do so much at training. Um, we have three hours of social sessions on a Monday. 
and then three hours of competitive training on a Thursday. Um, so we do we have a lot, and the amount of like time people have been investing on court and off court as well. Like people have been going to the gym, working hard on like their personal development too. So for me, it's something that I'm extremely proud of and extremely excited to see the kind of havoc that we could cause next year. Um, and I think it's the, it's a testament to the team of how well we played and how we placed in that British champs, because I think it's kind of proof that we are heading in the right direction um, and that we can be a force to reckon, to be reckoned with. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, April, you have a pretty interesting perspective being now a two-time champion, but coming from a preview uh, from a different club two years before, um, are you ready to say you want to go for the three-peat? Oh yeah, absolutely. Bring on the third. <laughs> <laughs> I want, I want, I want all the titles next year. Like, I want, I want Super League and British and English. Like, let's get the triple. Let's do it. Let's get you go. Oh, you're going for the trouble. Well, I did it. We did it with Sheriff. So technically, with Sheriff, because we got the English the year before, the British and the Super League all within a twelve month space. But obviously, we didn't then do English and British because COVID then hit before they happened. Yeah. So I sort of got the treble, but not really. So sort of, but not really. But you really want to go for the treble. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then throw in a world title and Euros as well. Man. We go. Well, you know what? I'm going to go on record on saying it now. Um, I'm pulling for GBN this year. I well, said it. I, I'm Fuck looking it. forward to it. Canada's going to be good. So... Uh, before we sign off, I'll say this. Um, I know the strength of the team that you guys have over there, men's, women's, mixed, six divisions. I know the the depth of your characters as well. And trust me when I say, I will say this on record, and people can challenge me, people can fight me on it, test the hands and feet, and I promise you'll fail. But I'm pulling for you guys. So raise some hell in Edmonton. It's nice to hear that we've got some supporters over there. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And that was my recap with uh, Jen Alam and April O'Brien of Darby Phantoms. Uh, thank you so much for hopping on. And congratulations to the Darby Phantoms women's squad for winning the British champs. And I also want to thank Nathan David of Letterworth Meteors. And also congratulate uh, Letterworth Meteors for winning their men's division in the British champs. I definitely look forward to covering this event in the near future as it's an annual event as i come to find out kind of lost in the sauce so to speak um my next recap will be the fdc in mexico city which is the biggest foam tournament in mexico's young history of dodgeball uh, i do plan to do more interviews as they schedule allows for it to happen but um if you've listened up to this point thanks so much and have a wonderful day